live from the CNE gondola ride. And the Ango is playing today because Bemo Field is empty. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast will get you free entrance to the X this Wednesday night. That's August 23rd. Mm-hmm. Nice. Just use the password VMP. And you're free. Yes. It rhymes. <laughs> so good. We're poets and we don't know it. It's true. On this week's show, we look back at the win in Bridgeview, discuss whether TFC is the best team ever, look ahead to this weekend's match against the Cheesemakers, and more. Now to this week's panel. Still giggling over Vic Router saying duty. <laughs> or or laughing insanely. It's Mark Hinckley. Also still giggling like a five-year-old. <laughs> it's Duncan Fletcher. <laughs> duty. Uh, it's the best. <laughs> Literally every time he said it, all I could think of was you guys. Like I'm trying to watch the game. All I could think is, oh my God, they're losing their minds. Did right you now. see my match report? <laughs> yes, I stopped I did. after about the ninth reference. It's like he's just gonna keep going. It was pretty good. It was pretty. He's good. Just gonna keep going. Bless him. Um, the doctor is in. Joining us on this week's show is our guest panelist from Waking the Red, Tej Sahoda. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Hey, welcome. And, Hello. Du- and duty. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's hilarious. Let's get this <laughs> guy back. F all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Tej bought beer. So uh, your move, Tony. <laughs> Whenever you're oh, coming that's back. true. And other guest panelists yeah. who bring us nothing. Well, that's James has been known to bring some. Well, I was I was gonna give James a, a an exclusion for that yeah. for this. Rest for the in treats. peace, James. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's um, not dead, though. He's just, oh, he's just, just not just coming not, back. Just yeah. Missing. Yeah. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Busy. Uh, as for Tony, he's not here this week. Uh, he's. I was supposed to talk about this, but he's conducting a ritual to take the curse off of Wembley. So he's gonna he's be really kind of in going around and urinating around all I, the I don't I, did, I don't want to get into the specifics. If it's seat it's by seat, he's gonna of... be a while. There's like eighty eight thousand <laughs> seats or something. Ninety one thousand. I was getting disturbed the further into detail he got. I just yeah. Just sort of take a dump in the visiting team dugout. I, you know so. I I don't feel comfortable saying anymore. You'll have to reach out to him mm, if he's. Okay. I don't think he's answering messages right now. He's very busy. Very uh-huh. mm. um, As for me, I did giggle during the game, but. I think I'm over it now. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> it was pretty fucking funny. Um, I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Duty. <laughs> Duty. Um. <laughs> All right, now to our show. First up on this week's show, we look back at the dousing of the fire on the weekend. Uh, This was a big away win for TFC for a number of reasons. 
Uh, obviously, the Fire are one of their closest competitors, or were, for the Supporter Shield oh, and top of the Eastern snap. Conference. Uh, the Fire held the league's best home um, record. I think you mean. Yeah. 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 Mm, thank yeah. you. Mm. Uh, and up until Saturday, not only were they undefeated at home, but they'd yet to be scored upon. So this is what I, someone said. I don't know if I believe that. That sounds no. like a lie. But I feel like I heard on the uh, the broadcast it was like it was the first time they've been more than one goal that somebody had scored like the first goal. All right. Well, I uh, did not check my facts. I'm a poor journalist, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure. Uh, Finally, she admits it. God damn. Mm-hmm. I'm a poor journalist in this one tiny little instance. That's not what I heard. <laughs> also, edit. Go on. Anyway, uh, so at the end of this game, uh, 15 different TFC players had scored goals so far this season as we had a new goal scorer. Uh, It was a fairly resounding win. Mm -hmm. Also with subpar performances from a couple of their best players. Certainly, Josie Altidore did not have a good night. Didn't have a terrible night, but he was very meh. Uh, Even Michael Bradley... Okay night, again. Uh, Michael Bradley being okay is a pretty good performance for most midfielders. Uh, but other players stepped up and, you know, helped them along. Marky Delgado, spectacular night from him as far as I'm concerned. That mm-hmm. was, you know, he's really sort of running with whatever rope Greg Vanny's giving him right now. And it's been fun to watch him. Um, yeah, that was, you know what, I don't think none of us expected them to win. I didn't. I was after I'm the. I certain I predicted that, didn't I? Did you predict a win? No. Okay, I'm pretty sure you predicted a loss. <laughs> Probably. Mark and I at least predicted a tie. I, yeah, I figured mm. point was. Yeah, we thought very, very generous. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. generous. I was like, okay, you know, yeah. a point that'll show them, and oh yeah, we'll take all three. So that was, you know, ultimately a pretty fun one to watch. They're uh, just gonna leave them out there. You may as well take them home. Exactly. Seems only fair. Yeah. Um, Clean yeah. up your mess is the moral of the story. I agree. I agree. You know, it's a sign of also Chicago having that summer slump that TFC usually falls into. Chicago had you know pretty rough patch right now, and I don't know. They're not going to fall out of playoff contention, I don't think. But this was certainly not exemplary on their part, shall we say? Um, Dax McCarty played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Schweinsteiger had oh, his moments. Had his moments. Yeah, his moment. I think he had a couple moments. Like, I, I think, but other really other than the two of them, well, like no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not crapping on his game. He is a Manchester United. I was legend, to say legend, Hello. but like, like I mean, that was a hell of a rocket off the post. But I don't remember much. All past hail post. That. Hmm? All hail post. Yeah, mm. yeah I don't remember much. So. Yeah, um, like I just you know revisionism TF- is fun. It is fun. <laughs> TFC were just they were just better mm-hmm. um, on that night. So. I don't know. It was a fun game to watch. Yes. True. Oh, the uh, taking three points away, but it was one of those things. I was nervous leading up to the opening kick, and then within about, I think it was twenty-one seconds in, they sprung Giovinco out for a, a breakaway that ended up being offside. And you're like, yeah, okay, that can happen a lot tonight, you know. And the, so the better did the better team take away three points. I probably feel comfortable saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pretty much gave the uh, New York City FC. One, you know, one game That's playoff true. treatment where, yep. yeah, like, uh, no fucks were given, and we're just going to go right after you immediately. And that is exactly how they should be responding to everybody. 
best or worst. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When they start throwing the opening punches in any game, you you see them for their class they are. The annoying thing becomes when they sit back to see what the other team's going to do tonight and how we're going to counter this. And then you lull yourself into halftime and it's a tie game. But when TFC came out and you knew that they, you look, they looked like they were going for goals right away, like, okay, this is going to be a fun one tonight. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. a couple interesting moments. Uh, Chris Mavinga early on with the with the giveaway. Uh, he, he does. He's usually good for maybe not one every game, but one every couple games, um, which is unfortunate because it still sort of puts that slight star next to his name, saying we're not. Con- you know, people aren't convinced by Mavinga. Although I, I have pretty good mouth faith in him. Michael Bradley with so the. You're calling him the Congolese Daniel Henry. No, Daniil was good for at least one a game. Yeah. Mavinga's spreading them out. Yeah. You think you think he's still at a one a game clip? Um, it, it's regular-ish. All right, but it's fine. No penalty, but fine. no penalties given yet. So, I think Mavinga's still penalty free. Sure, maybe. True. Don't know. Um, that sounds about right. That's you know, Marky that. now. Prove no. us wrong. <laughs> mm. But uh, do your research, Dwayne Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I do that out loud? <laughs> I'm waiting for the fact by. I'm waiting for the tweet by tweet fact check of this that will only come to me. Hi, Dwayne. Hi. Honestly, I'm surprised he doesn't get those tweets in before it goes out because he's that on top of it. So. Oh yeah, I still had. I forgot. Anyway. Um. And then, what was I going to say? Alex Bono. Again, mostly a very solid night. There was at least adventures and kicking. Some adventuring, yes. That again always makes me just kind of go, Alex. So, um, but otherwise, you know, the rest of the team, it was a solid performance. I, I uh, other than a couple of players, I don't think there was any like, oh my God, performances, but there was a couple of people who put in really, really good work in that match and carry the rest of it through. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Moment of the match. Uh, I will go with the, the second goal. Uh, there was, you know, lots of things to like there. Nice to see sort of Hassler getting a goal and everything. Especially that he got a goal in a game where there was a defender whose name ended in Hoff. So he, he hassled the Hoff, you could say. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He probably shouldn't, but, you know, hey. He probably shouldn't. Moment of the match right there. I, <laughs> that's worth it. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was a nice goal. And good for him. It was a very nice goal. It was lovely. For me, it's uh, not to be too cute here, but the minute the lineup card got introduced, and I saw Schweinsteiger's playing like that sweeper role, and the first thing match I, hasn't started yet. Yeah, the, okay. The minute he was it with the guests <laughs> trying to break the rules. The minute the first, break your own the minute rules. one second on the clock Only showed once. up, and you realize Schweinsteiger's right, going to be fine. playing so far deep that Bradley and Vasquez might have control of the midfield. My worry was was you know, Schweinsteiger um, being the uh, great Manchester United legend that he is. True. Mm-hmm. We all have his jerseys retired and framed in our offices now. Yeah. And, but uh, I thought to myself, okay, if that field's open for Bradley and Vasquez, that's going to be a huge gamble on their part. And, and I think it proved to be correct. Yeah, that was weird. He was like basically playing center back for a good chunk of the game. And it was, it was very odd. Mm-hmm. I think there was a few like positioning things that were definitely different. I mean, you know, there's a whole section for Vani tactics and stuff coming up. But it's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they had what two of see. their regular uh, defense uh, out for that game. So yeah, I yeah. that was just a tactic a on their part to kind of cover up for a, a weaker Maybe. defense. Yeah, that would make sense. Like us. what we forced Torsten Frings into yeah. all those times. That's fair. Paul Torsten. Uh, good times. Mm. Good times. Apparently, the worst team ever. Um, Danny, is that you? So I'm. I was kind of torn. I mean, so my honorable mention 
for for a moment of the match was that Vasquez floater to Hassler that was just pure class uh, and high quality service all around. But truly, the moment of the match had to be hearing Vic Router keep saying the word duty all yeah. night long. I mean, come <laughs> on! It was like he was doing it for me. Ugh. I can just picture Mark watching the game, wide-eyed, with oh, his hands clasped under his chin. I was worried because that little heart was like he, wafting off of him. He knew it was your birthday. Yeah, Carlos. clearly, clearly he did. Well, what was funny is that I didn't like I did not look at Chicago's lineup at all. I obviously fast forward that part where they put it up on the screen, mm. but it was 21 minutes in, and that was like Easter egg. Like, oh, this the, there's a guy named Duty, and he's saying it for me. Uh-huh. And Vic Rauter's the guy. This is Luke Wyman. Duty. Yeah, it's no, that's not funny. Like, <laughs> that's not even classy. <laughs> I watched I watched yeah. the game with a, a, a group of people who had never watched it. Well, they've watched TFC before, but hadn't really watched it regularly. Mm. So I'm screaming there, Duty, and they're like, "Which one's Duty?" And I'm like. Number 22, and she's like, so Duty's name is two twice, right? <laughs> Number two twice, yeah, Duty. Two what oh what was he thinking uh, there? Why haven't I put that together? Yeah. So they, they, that's it. That's they were rest of the match. They were transfixed on Duty, 2-2. Two, two. That's nice. funny. That's funny. I think most people are transfixed when they say yeah. Duty on the field. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's right there. Uh, but it moved, and that was creepy. So, yeah, that was that was awesome. I, I, I full marks to... Full marks to, to Vic Router for, for, really for giving you that special birthday so gift. Special. That's yeah. lovely. Mm-hmm. We need to hire that, him to just, do some voiceover work. Velshko Paunovich coming together with whoever programs TSN, whoever decided to send Luke Wildman out to Vancouver. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so yeah, all right. You're going to play duty. Vic, you're going to call it. Wow, everything magic. magical. Yeah. Everything's magic. coming up, kit nerd. So yeah, it yes. was pretty good. All right. Yeah, Mike, I, I should have gone before you. Cause... <laughs> no, 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 mine's not that. Mine is the same as Duncan's. Uh, it's Hassler's goal. The gorgeous pass from Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Total, like, great, but great recognition from uh, Nico, apparently, is what we call him, because that's what everyone was tweeting that's part of the TFC media. Um, mm-hmm. What, Hassler? Yeah, instead of, he's not Nicholas, he's Nico. All right. All right, whatever. Um, sure, I'm still calling him Hassler. Nico Suave. Like some kind of uh, velvet oh. underground thing? Or yeah, there we mm-hmm. go. He's got to earn that starting lineup before he starts getting cute nicknames like mm, that. That's true. Um, He's got a point. No, sure. no, no, no. Even bench players deserve <laughs> cute nicknames. Come yeah. on. Captain Subasa has one. Yeah, but well, we yeah. gave that to him. Yes, we did. <laughs> he had that. He brought that with him. Exactly. Oh, call me Nico. No, you don't get to pick your own Yeah, nickname. exactly. <laughs> anyway, but like props to him for being like if you watch that goal he's watching he's he he made he that is. run very deliberately yep. he was that was excellent like awareness by him good placement it was a great goal yeah also shout out to uh after the third goal to Javinko running over and just kind of like sitting on the bench there in front of the tfc fans that was cute that was lovely yeah. yes oh he loves the fans good Javinko. all right man of the match um, you, you mentioned Marky Delgado having a good game. He did. Um, I'm tempted to say, despite him missing a lot of shots, I'm tempted to say Jovinko because I feel like he was out, he was going out there, he was trying, he was, you know, being a team player. He wasn't all the things that annoy me about Jovinko. He wasn't doing those. Even the chances he missed, it wasn't like, well, that's a fucking preposterous shot. Why are you even taking that? It was mm-hmm. just, oh, yeah, that was good decisions but bad finishing then you know he eventually got one but uh, so I feel like I want to sort of encourage uh, 
wow. good habits and that sort of thing. So we've no, you know, not his best game production-wise with goals and what have you. Juvenkill. All right, Duncan, you're okay. Wow. Mm. Jeez. Never concur. Uh, never not concur with a man with Duncan's accent. So Sebastian Giovinco is the man of the match for me. Right. What does he actually have written down? Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian. All right. It's doctor's writing, so he's going to be reading it for about <laughs> two weeks there. Sebastian. Something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, around yeah. another. Yeah. He can say it. He can say it says whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. It might just be an ant crawling in ink, but we'll say it's Juvenko for now. I went back and watched the match and just uh, a minute leading up to each goal. And Duncan, just like you're saying, it was uh, surprising how much of a role Juvenko played. Even that Vasquez goal, you watch... Uh, when uh, the pass goes across the 18-yard box and Giovinco kind of slips in there. But there's three defenders around him. That's the reason Vasquez has that time and that pace sure. to get that ball exactly where he wants. I think Sebastian is still such a threat where he create he creates such a react counter-reaction around him for what the other team's doing that it opens up. That goal that, uh, was it Delgado knocked in the first one? Mm-hmm. It, it was brilliant. I mean, it, it was... The way Giovinco split uh, the two defenders, kind of turned his body to it to go wide. So for me, he's still, I like to say he's the straw that stirs the drink for TFC, right? And, uh, and, and that's what he was doing on uh, against Chicago. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh, I'm not going to fight that. I, I, he had a, like, I mean, he had a great game. Um, just as far as, like, that off the ball, mm-hmm. you know, just pulling guys away, just, but also, too, he was being very selfless. So I, I, I'm with Duncan on, on, on his point. I mean, it's not like... Is that your man of the match? No. God, are, are, no. We, are we building towards a Jovinko consensus No, no, no. no, no, no. It's, for it, one of Jovinko's worst games. It's over. Yeah, no, that's not happening. I'm giving it to Bono. Um, yeah. I yeah. really yeah. liked his game. Yeah. I really thought that, yeah, he did, there was a lot of adventures way off the line, more further off the line than I am way, that I'm comfortable to admit. Yep. But every single one of them was correct. He was he was not caught off his line though he should have been and he could have been he wasn't uh, he basically was playing like a sweeper and Chicago got nothing for a lot of their efforts and that was a lot of a lot of his adventures well out of the six yard box so uh, yeah full points to him he did very well for himself mine uh, mine is Marky Delgado I I think he's had two back to back two really strong matches and I think this one. I just, he was the player that I noticed the most um, consistently throughout the game. Uh, Working hard, going in for tackles, nice passes, scored that goal on, again, good awareness of of what was happening in that moment. I just, you know what, I think he was a difference maker in this match. And uh, it's nice to see. I enjoy, last year when he was playing well, I always enjoyed um, his partnership with Seba. Because I thought that they actually played incredibly well together. They had some sort of nice little... Some sort of like symbiosis, a little bit of a bromance going on, and then that sort of faded away for a while. So I've been very happy to see that reemerging um, and to see that side of Delgado's game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you look at last year, Kristen, you looked at um, Delgado uh, trying to connect with Sebastian, and sometimes it didn't it didn't hit well. Or you look you look back and you see Sebastian pointing to Delgado or giving him a little clap and saying the idea was there. Meanwhile, when Sabasa did something wrong, you see Giovinco just, you know, <laughs> that was, steam coming out of the oh, ears. Yeah. Because you just saw the difference there. Delgado made the right play. The timing was slightly off. Whereas, and I think this year it's finally clicking now onto that side. Also, you just, 
he's playing within himself. I think he's finally been comfortable with the role that he's given and just saying, okay, this is this is it. They don't need me to be Vasquez and they don't need me to be Bradley. I can just be Marky yeah. Delgado and, and succeed. The only thing that's sort of sad is that it takes away minutes from Jay Chapman. Yeah. And I know it's more he's more of a Vasquez uh, player, but he sometimes will play mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, I feel like how they played in this game against Chicago could have been Jay Chapman because I feel like often Delgado is kind of sitting back a bit yeah. with Bradley and then Vasquez is kind of alone at the top of the midfield in the middle going wherever. This game, I feel like, like Bradley was alone at the back and Delgado was right up there with Vasquez. Vasquez was out on the left wing a lot. Yeah. Whereas I think he's, I feel like he's more usually a guy in the middle. So I don't know if that was something like intentionally switched him around. They're just going to be having the midfield a little bit further up. And you know Delgado was part of that, so I feel like they, eh, that's something Jed Chapman could have pulled off, but that's true. usually not. But um, yeah, there was they were up a lot more than usual and just getting all over Chicago sort of right from the start, like pressing him really high and all that sort of thing. And yeah. so you know to, to get into Vanny tactics. I was gonna say, well, it's an excellent lead into Vanny tactics. Thanks, mm. Duncan. Segway. I know he's so good at this. Mm-hmm. He's like a professional Pro. podcaster across yep. the table here. Two hundred episodes, yo. Mm. That's right. What? 170. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? <laughs> the, the, we don't talk about the fire. We We're still traumatized. Fire, yeah. mm. um, that fire, not this fire. Yeah. Uh, you can't argue, re- re- sort of regardless of how it was set up, you can't really argue with the starting 11. That was, again, his best 11 that he had available. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see that Hassler started over Beta because mm-hmm. I felt like this was not a game in which to bring Beta back right away. I was actually a little concerned about him coming on um, in place of Hassler, given what a good game Hassler was having. I thought he, that was his best performance uh, so far. Now, he's only played, what, like three games, but still looked fairly comfortable, did some nice things, not just the goal, um, almost scored another goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was, mm-hmm. he was having a strong game. But, but other than that, I actually thought that uh, Toss's sub should have come probably a good 10 minutes earlier than it did. Just because Altidore really was having um, an off night. And as soon as Ricketts came on, again, injected that energy that he has as super sub, the speed he's got, um, really sort of wearing down tired legs on the fire side. So that's sort of what I would have liked to see happen now. It still worked out very nicely. Um, but just sort of looking ahead to this weekend and, and that sort of thing in terms of resting, I guess that's why you know Vasquez came off trying to rest some of the bigger players, but, you know, maybe give Altidore a little bit more rest. Who knows? I th- and I think with Altidore, it's not so much even the rest. It's you can tell early on if he doesn't have his A game. And unlike somebody talked about earlier about Bradley, Bradley can do so many things well that even when he's not on peak performance, you still feel like he's a great contributor out on the field. When Josie's not doing everything that Josie's capable of doing, he kind of disappears and, and, I don't know if he disappeared against Chicago, but there were times where you were left kind of scratching at your couch or going, you know, there's there's got to be more expected out of him. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I Kristen, the, the thing that I was looking at was maybe five to ten minutes earlier, I thought, you know, he's not, he doesn't have it tonight. There, The legs are tired. You can seal this win with Tosain's speed, so that would probably would have been what I would have, the only adjustment that I would have picked apart. I, w- I would agree with that. Uh, Bringing him off, taking him off earlier would have been would have been much nicer. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I really didn't have anything egregious. Like there was nothing else that was a red flag. Mm-hmm. Starting, I was also concerned about Betisher starting. Take your time, buddy. Like we're not in a. It's not a dire situation. This isn't on the cusp of making a postseason or not. 
everything's super comfy, dude. Just, you know, chill. Yeah. Grab a bottle of water. Enjoy Bridgeview. It's lovely. <laughs> and it's, that, that's the one thing all the stars want to go to. That, that's yeah. the one game everyone wants to play. How else do you think they got Manchester United Legends? Huh? True. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I... I, I See, I got not. I can't. I can't say anything bad about about his starting lineup. And yeah, I would have liked to see Altador come off earlier, if only, if only just to change it up. Um, I didn't think he was playing necessarily poorly, but he was absent. Yeah. And I mean, he was. He could still pull a defender out of place, which was, which is a good thing to still be able to do when nobody's giving you the ball. But uh, yeah, Tose would have torn him apart. Well, let me ask you guys something. Do you feel since? VARs come in that Josie's been playing a little bit differently inside the box. I had somebody mention that to me that it seems like he's uh he's he's less aggressive because he those calls that he likes to do where you know just kind of those ticky tack fouls the ones where you know you're kind of embarrassed for Josie how easily he goes down he seems to be um, playing differently now. I wonder if that that's made an impact in the way he's been playing lately. That's Do you guys see anything? It's possible. Yeah, um, I. I don't know. He's, he I, certainly I, hasn't done anything. That, no, that's right. Like that, yeah. like for the last what two, three weeks. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking. That's yeah, I hadn't looked at that. I was looking at more from the ref side. I think I said this last week. I was thinking like the refs were seeming. The refs seem more aware of the game right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Just you know, I don't. I, I think they don't. I don't think they want to use it if they don't have to. Yeah. And I think they're. I am on top of everything. I am super ref. I see all. You know, that's sort of. I feel like they're being, you know, pretty, pretty. Uh, other than the the hilarious one from last week with Kaká and Colin. Um, I mean, talking about like penalty decisions and that sort of thing as well. I mean, can the the video referee say the the ref on the field just you know, gives nothing? Let's play go on. Can the video referee be in his ear saying, "Yeah, you should probably uh, so take a look." That, that I don't was think so. Penalty, I think it has to come from. It has to be, it has the, to be the a decision that gets it. overruled as opposed to a decision that gets missed. Isn't is that not correct? So if Josie goes down and then the re- and the overarching referee says, "You may want to take a look at this. He went down with no contact." Then the penalty can be rescinded, or I think yeah. I mean, if I think if the ref calls a penalty, they can and then take they can it take it back, right? Yeah. If I actually, yeah, I actually can, am not 100% clear on I, that. I just yeah. thought it was understood that it works the same way as in other sports where the ref has to, he has to ask for it. And usually, and to me, what the catalyst would be is the linesman who can't call anything go up to him and say, you should get another opinion on this. Okay. I could be wrong. So I, I Howard Webb was on. Uh, I was just listening to him talk about it, and I thought it was the other... He gets buzzed down as to, hey, uh, you may want to take a second look at oh, this. Okay. So it's initiated by the, the video replay booth, as, as in they call in hockey or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But again, we're still on the infant stage of this, so okay. nobody seemed to have a clear understanding yet. But that's, well, that'd be interesting. That's, that's, that's bizarre that, that it's, it's a Big Brother situation rather than a, uh, hey, I think we missed something on this. Yeah. Can we get another yeah. opinion? Yeah. So, we'll see. Interesting. Um, and then, like, just in, sorry, going back to vein tactics, I just thought like Duncan's point about how uh, the team was li- was uh, set up was was really good because I mm-hmm. think it, it actually. Thank you. You're welcome. Well done, Duncan. Great. Um, but no, I thought it was really interesting and to sort of like look back on it and think about it that, that yeah, that was a little different for them. And who knows, Greg Vanny. It's so weird saying nice things about Vanny. Not that I don't like him. I'm gro- He's growing on me. I- I'm learning to appreciate Greg Vanny. Yeah, I've come to accept him. Yeah. You know? 
appreciate, I, I, perhaps? I'm, like, I'm, I'm working yeah, up to appreciation. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not quite yeah. in the Greg Vanny football genius camp, um, but uh, maybe, you know, teaching assistant of the game, not necessarily student of the game anymore. He might have, you know, he's, 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 he's TAing, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I think, I, I feel like that's fair. Has to run a seminar or two. Yeah, yeah, he's got to mark the exams. Exactly, that's uh, the thing right there. It's the exams, man. You got to wade through all those grad students. Oh dear gods! But um, yeah, I think there's, I believe there's progress. So yes. Um, vital question about this match before we leave our, our look back at the Chicago Fire match: How many alarms was this fire? Um, I I don't really know what the how many alarm scale goes through into like is Isn't one, two, whatever, and which is bad and which is good. And that was five alarm. Is it five? Five, five, five is the worst. Five is the, the most dramatic and yes. whatever. And I'll give it a good four. Then I feel like we were talking about TFC where they like pressing and all that sort of thing. Like Chicago was doing quite a bit of that as well. So it seemed like, you know, both teams were sort of really going at it there. And it was a bit uh, sort of high tempo, sort of high stakes kind of thing. It's like, eh, all right, this is, uh, this is not bad. Yeah. Four. I'll go with four. A couple, yeah. Aside from a couple of Alex Bono brilliances, this could be a 3-3 game or a 2-2 game, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different game. Um, look, they, they were the first team in a long time, not New York City for me, um, that actually looked like it required a, a, a full 11-man effort from TFC and a game where TFC had to play uh, at a stepped-up intensity. So all credit to Chicago. I think they might be real. And if if the defense is, is was that battered and we actually didn't see them at 100%, um, I'm lucky that we got away with three points in Bridgeview and would rather see them later on in the playoffs than uh, you know suffer a loss now. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt that. I, I looked at it from both Toronto and Chicago's perspective. Toronto, I thought, was a one or a two. Because, I mean, Chicago's this juggernaut at home. If we can get a point, that's the victory, right? So... You know, it's not it's not super urgent. Toronto's in a very comfortable spot. You're not feeling panic. No, not not mm-hmm. at all, not at all. And, but Chicago, they would be at a three or a four because we can prove ourselves. We're going to close the gap. This is a really good team. It's you know we're we we've rebuilt from a fu- like an absolute dumpster fire to a club that's respectable. In MLS terms, you know, and no, they're not and, du- they're not duty anymore. No, <laughs> still not old. Yes, but uh, yeah, it, like they they've got more to prove, and there's more urgency from them as far as I'm concerned. So if if this game was in Toronto, I'd probably would have said it was a four, but yeah, I gave it a solid three, maybe edging towards four by the end of the game. Just overall, you know, Chicago weren't necessarily at their best. They weren't horrific. TFC were very good, but not you know, like destroying the pizza rats good. So I sort of felt still, you know, a pretty solid fire. Like that, you know, you had to call in from other counties to get help, but you know, not like everybody had to respond to this one. Sorry, go ahead. No, just a sort of final point with regards to that. I mean, talking about Chicago, quite good and that sort of thing. I feel like they're like 2015 TFC right now. They've had a hot streak, and I feel like they're kind of come off that, and they're going to be sort of stumbling down. They'll make the playoffs, maybe fourth or fifth. They'll get knocked out in the... uh, uh, in the knockout yeah, so round, quite possibly, Montreal, yeah. and uh, you know they'll come back next year. Maybe they'll be stronger. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really fully believe in Chicago. As yeah, these guys are a real threat. Apt analogy, you know, sir. They're, they're uh, an okay team, which is a lot better than they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has had one very good run. I think they'll be okay from here on in. 
Um, and I actually, I, while best. we were discussing, I did look up the VIR information. Um, it does come from on high. So the referee on the pitch will continue to officiate the match as normal, but if the VAR feels the referee has made a mistake or missed an incident, he will immediately alert the ref. He's going to whisper in his ear, basically, via the earpiece. You pay and attention. Then, oh, good. Mark, you can insert the so glorious theme over my introduction. It is, it is, it is entirely <laughs> up, <laughs> it is entirely up to the VAR that. to tell the match official that a potential mistake has been made, unlike in those other leagues where coaches can challenge plays. MLS coaches aren't allowed to do that, well, which is probably a good thing. Yes. All right. One last thing for that game. That game was lit. Hashtag. Yes. AF? Lit oh. AF. Yes. Lit Serious AF. AF. Yes. AO. Next on our show is our weekly look back at the goings on in MLS. So other than the fact that really we don't need to know because TFC is the greatest team ever in MLS history, mm-hmm. but for some reason the other teams still insist on playing it's nice their to matches. Know who's second best. I suppose that's true. And it's not someone in the Western Conference. Uh, here to tell us all about the weekend that was in MLS is Duncan with this week's MLS wins and losses. Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. I'll give you a Windy City special. <laughs> That's an exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you're excited by it. Yeah. I don't uh, know what that is. <laughs> I, I, just, ma- I just made it up. Yeah, I've yes. never heard of that before. Yeah, no, no. Uh, um, okay, only a couple of midweek games to quickly mention. Cincinnati getting their hopes up before the Red Bulls snuffed them out 3-2 after extra time in the Open Cup. And uh, then in MLS action, the Impact taking a 3-0 halftime lead and cruising home against the sputtering fire. Uh, after playing midweek, the Rebels hilariously had to play on Friday night in Portland. Uh, not surprisingly, they rotated a lot of players, then they lost a rather uncalanto injury, and not surprisingly, they lost 2-0. Uh, Diego Valeri scored his 51st as a timber, tying Fernando Abbey for the all-time timbers record. Uh, also, Portland, now unbeaten, eight straight games, played on a Friday. Ooh, <laughs> yes, Mark Kingley. I would like to move to change the name of this segment from MLS Wins and Losses to MLS Wins, Losses, and Random Facts. <laughs> <laughs> because you're on a streak, sir. These are amazing. It's generally Portland's. Uh, Portland's it really does seem they, to uh, be, yeah. Doesn't matter. They, uh, I learned so Those much hipsters, man, they love their facts. Oh, yeah, they, they, they love a random record. They yeah. really do. Uh, moving on to Saturday, the Impact got another win, uh, their fourth straight, 3-1 over Real Salt Lake this time with Nacho Nacho Man Piatti completing a brace of braces over the week. Uh, Anthony Jackson Hamill getting the other as well as two assists. Six-point week moves the cheesemakers into a playoff spot, but uh, amidst the good times, there's still, t- there's still time for some existential worry as Piatti casts some doubt on his future with the team. Oh yeah! I want to continue 
doing on the field of things that I do. Yeah. And after that, it's up to me who decides. It's the team. It's the president. Yeah, dig it. I'm happy here. My life will go on. Yeah, Miss Elizabeth. If it's here, that's good. But if not, it's another team. Yeah, bigger power. That's good. He's, uh, he's very he intense just, about he's, it. He's but... probably hoping to go to Columbus, you'd think. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just wants to snap into a slim jim, I think. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Orlando and Columbus, they've stumbled to a 1 1 tie that didn't really help either team. Uh, Orlando now five points back of sixth and only going backwards, really. But Jason Christ still believes. That's nice. Hello, my children. Everybody else out there can think we're dead, but we're not. We don't believe we're dead. We will rise again. We still believe we have every chance. Three days to push forward and reach up to the heavens, our objective. It's, it's going to be a spectacular of resurrection really is the thing that they're going for there amen There's brother mm-hmm. amen amen uh, Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas yeah <laughs> continue their tumble down the standings oh, to shit. fifth in the west after losing a top of the table clash to the Sporks 2-0 this one yes. uh, moving Kansas temporarily top of the west the second was an injury time goal for uh, Gersho Fernandez, who'd been bought in as a sub, which Peter Vermees was very smug about after the game. He came in. I told him he was going in. I said, listen, we need something to change the game. So you've got to go in there and give something that's going to lift the team up. He did it. It's a fantastic goal. It's a wonder goal for sure. He needed it. We needed it. Worked out great. Great decision on the sub. I want to hear what he sounds like when he's quoting himself, quoting himself. I, I feel like we need to go deeper Yeah, with I, I think that oh, would be the... Oh, man. I think, I think that's when you break reality. Meta, meta mm. for me? That's too Are we allowed to see that side of the Matrix? I don't know. <laughs> mm, probably for the best we don't, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the game everyone was watching this week was Colorado versus DC. I wasn't. We wow. Oh, oh, oh no, Ooh, I wasn't. Ah. Yeah. 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 When was that played? Uh, yeah, I, mm. I don't get that channel. Uh, turned out it was worth watching. What? Uh, at least the highlights were. Did they both? Or lose? At least the highlight of the goal oh. was as uh, DC won one nil thanks Woo-hoo! to another tremendous comedy on goal. This ah. time from Jared Watts who confidently stroked the ball from about 45 yards out with the outside of his boot, passed Tim Howard's awkward attempt to stop it without handling the back pass. Uh, well worth a look if you haven't seen it already. I did see that. That was... <laughs> wow. Another Manchester United legend humbled. Oh, we don't talk about uh, him. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Fair enough. Um, anyway, Bill Hamid, after all his struggles, he's in no mood for sympathy with his opposite number, and he's also apparently a bit delusional. My mother, my father always said, if you fight and you get a lucky bounce, we'll take it. You've got to continue grabbing points each week. Like I've said, there's still hope. The numbers haven't cancelled us out of the playoffs yet. We've just got not to get too high and focus on Atlanta on Wednesday. <laughs> not what you'd expect him to sound like. No, no I, I, no. I, I, I feel know. like most interviews he doesn't... 
Well, he doesn't talk a lot because he's very sad. I didn't know. I checked with the Vocal Minority uh, podcast research team beforehand, mm. and they said, yeah, he's of Irish and it's Scottish uh, background. Yeah. It's, a, it's strange. Black Irish? Yeah. Black yeah. Irish, yeah. Black yeah. Irish. Yeah, That's literally yeah. it. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Literally That's it. That's a thing, yeah. 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 You live and learn. Um, I mean, basically, though, you know, I, I look forward to the return of uh, Dead-Eyed Wants to Cry Bill. Uh, in that game against Atlanta, because it's not going to go well. You're not going to make the playoffs. Just no. give up. Just just relax. Yeah. Uh, anyway, DC and the Rapids now tied with 22 points, uh, along with Minnesota at the bottom of the league. Mm. So, hooray! Wooden spoon! Yay! Yeah! Uh, Vancouver took on Houston, and it was uh, an away game, so Houston lost 2-1 this time. To let the Caps move into sixth place, uh, three back of the Dynamo in third. Peruvian Rodirena scored the winner. Had an all-round good game in this one, and uh, Cal Robinson was full of ugly-sounding prayers for him. <clears throat> Hello. If he can do that on a regular basis, which I believe he can, with confidence and fitness, he's like a little terror out there, running around pressing like Ivor the engine. There's two sides of the game, with the ball, like Tom Jones, and without the ball, like Shirley Bassey. You saw the side without the ball today. <laughs> From him. He's like a rash. He's all over the place. <laughs> With the ball, like Tom Jones. Without the ball, like Shirley Massey. Cal Robinson, you filthy bastard. <laughs> Holy shit. That is so good. All right, so we're agreed he's manager of the year. Oh, right? yeah. 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 Oh, God. It doesn't matter what Vancouver does. No, oh, no, 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 not after a gem like that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let us vote, but damn it, we want you now. Oh my god. Did I vote the engine make it over to North America? Or I don't no? think so. I no. don't know. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Ah, well. Uh, the Union, they went to San Jose and they almost won, but they gave up an injury time penalty, which uh, Chris Wondolowski scored and ended 2 2, which doesn't really help either team's playoffs hopes, though the Union are at least happy to have Andre Blake back in goal for Wednesday's game against Toronto. No. Yeah. Ah, yeah. No. Mm. Damn it. Uh, on to Sunday and the T-Terrorists visiting New York. Uh, they took the lead, held on for a while, then eventually coughed up the winner to the Pizza Rats in injury time. Uh, New England, now in 10th. And talking of New England, guess where New York are going to be on September 23rd? Yes, fire up the Brass Bonanza. They're heading to Hartford for a home game because the Yankees need Yankee Stadium that day. Hartford! You're going to Hartford! Go to the Yale Bowl, kids! 110 miles uh, away, it seems, right yeah. in their backyard. Oh, yeah, you know, oh. like it's, it's oh. just. There'll be great support out oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. This thing, yeah, no problem. The question yeah. is will they get more support there than the Red Bulls do on a regular day? So. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And would they get more support than the Revolution do, actually, in New England today? That's entirely uh, possible. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. If I were Revs fans, man, I would just go there just to troll. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We suck, but let's yeah. just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, big fuck you to what's-his-name craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the win in the game on Sunday keeps the Pizza Rats within four points of Toronto, but yeah. Patrick Vieira's given up on the shield. Uh, or is it mind games? Who knows? We oui, it was important to win because it is good to get close to Toronto, but I believe already the champions... I think the other teams are going to fight for second spot, and Toronto will win the league. You saw it on Saturday. They're really, really strong. I don't think anybody will catch them. Ah, that's nice, isn't it? It's, it's it is. It's, 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 I, I like that other teams are capitulating. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto? 
30 ans. 30 ans. Oui. Ouais. Uh, lovely. Uh, C'est vrai. Hmm. Finally, Seattle, uh, bringing in a 400-minute clean sheet streak. We're taking on Minnesota at home. Minnesota. <laughs> yes. McMahon. Jesse Marsh is here. McMahon. Yeah. Uh, that's got a shot to be a, a laugh at, right? Well, not exactly. The Loons scored first. 21 minutes in, three from Finley. Sounding enthusiastic equalized quickly, but had to wait until second half injury time to get a penalty, which Clint Dempsey scored for the win. Uh, putting Seattle back on top of the West, leaving Minnesota still tied with the Rapids at the bottom. And uh, heading into rivalry week. <laughs> that's where we stand. Uh, that would be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Unlike Nikolic, I'm effective all night long. Yeah. All right, well, before we get into uh, previewing this weekend's game, we've got a few things we want to discuss. First, we're going to do a little TFC chat. It's like coffee talk. It's like coffee talk. Coffee talk. We're Dis- going to talk about ourselves. We're going to discuss. Um, so, with Toronto AFC, no. Uh, with Toronto FC continuing, I can't, I can't keep it up without uh, Mike Myers in front of me. Uh, without Tron- with Toronto FC continuing on their winning ways, it is time to discuss whether this TFC team could be the best MLS has ever seen. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. By far the greatest team. Of course. The world has ever seen. So the first question is the record. And yes, you have to throw it up in quotes. Uh, those of you who have the video podcast saw me do it. Uh, will mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. Will it. they beat LA? So with TFC racking up the points, the win on the weekend, the comparison to the 98 LA Galaxy 68-point season continue to mount. Dun, dun, dun. Toronto need to win six of the remaining nine games to match the Galaxy's total. Or win five and tie three, whichever. Sure. The wins are more dramatic. Mm. Will they do it? And if they don't, are they still the best team ever in MLS history? Duncan Fletcher. Um, They won't do it. No, they'll come close. But, you know, there's... 67 points? Maybe. No, there's bigger fish to fry, uh, as Captain Ben Olsen would say. He would. Mm. Yar. Um, yeah, they, they, you know, they might get there, but still, I mean, I presume that '98 team had like loser points. Well, not loser points, but uh, you know, they didn't have ties, did they? There was it was all just your oh yeah, that's your, true. Uh, your your little penalty shootout things. Well, not penalty shootouts, but shootouts. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, how many games did they play? This, this, you know, it's MLS. The whole thing's dumb, and you can't really compare things because the rules constantly change. But either way, no, they won't beat it. All right. All right but are they still the best team in MLS history? Sure, yes. Just because generally, generally <laughs> things are progressing, so, you know, the average MLS team this year would be better than the average MLS team a couple of years back, 10 years back, whatever it might be. So, yes. All right. Tesla Hoda. Uh, 
nine games to left to go. I was looking at each game individually. I had them going six, one, and two at the end for twenty more points. Puts them at Woof. seventy points. Squarely, and I think that the one difference is, is that the teams come out and said that the that the record means something to them, and specifically they've talked about that particular record about you know going down with the most points in history. I think if the players start talking about it, it's going to be tough for Vanny to to start you know easing out players out of the lineup for the sake of protecting them and not going after the record. So you know, and uh, Bill Manning's talked about having that trophy case that all the players walk through in the mornings to on the way. Yeah, to but that's hmm. for the shield. That's not for beating a yeah. team from twenty years ago. No, that's true. Good, good. But I think I think if you're chasing the shield, then you can't afford to let up on the gas pedal. And if you're not letting up on the gas pedal, then I think six wins out of your last uh, nine games, you, it, it, it's hard to take a night off then. And if they don't take a night off, there's too much class on that team not to win it. I see them at seventy points and establishing themselves. As the record holders, does that mean that they're the greatest team ever? I don't know. Like Duncan said, it's hard to, in this league to compare er- across eras. It's you know, the goofy Tampa Bay Mutiny jersey still resonate in all our minds, and mm-hmm. what one decade means to the next. Heck, what two years means to the next in this league? It's a water. You know, there's going to be some pundit out there who's going to bring out some stat sheet that shows that having Minnesota and Atlanta diluted the player pool this year. It diluted sure. the quality of competition. Mm-hmm. So, no, they can't be the greatest team ever. But five, ten years from now when we look back, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be too fresh right away to crown them. But five, ten years when you look back and you go 70 points, the most ever in history of MLS, I think it'll be pretty easy to say that was the best team in the league. With the caveat, if they don't win the MLS Cup at the end of it, it means nothing. They can have 75 points at the end of it. I'm not even sure if that's mathematically possible. It I failed math. Yes. Me yep. failed English. That's impossible. That's but fine. you know, I I, uh, I don't th- I don't know. It, it uh, it's the the seventy points or the sixty nine points, whatever it'll take, nice. has oh, to be capped. Sixty nine points has to be yes, sixty nine points in ever. duty yeah. <laughs> for entirely different reasons. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, you you were talking there about how the the team is talking about this record. Do you buy that, or is that just hype? Like everyone hypes and pretends to take rivalry week seriously, and oh, our fans, this is, this is like the greatest fans ever. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't ever believe them. Dead, you know, it's just hype. Yeah, I don't ever believe them when they say that they take rivalry week serious. I don't rivalry think week. Montreal Rawr. means any more to them than than Vancouver or Chicago. I don't think, you know, every every player plays against the greatest fans in the league, but I think that they genuinely want to be left with having done something historic. I think this group of guys, the way they, you know, you got Benoit Cheru driving around in his Porsche feeding Sabasa Endo sushi and French fruit nights. I think this team honestly gets along. Sounds like a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it's, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this team honestly believes in, in having, uh, doing something special together. And if that means setting the record, I, I think that I buy it. Has that actually happened? And I'm just not paying yes. attention. Well, yeah, there's, oh, this yeah, whole, yeah. there's this whole ongoing Instagram thing. thing. Yeah, between the two, Sheru yeah. and Endo do dinner nights together. Where one of the when, guys picks the restaurant, and then they go to, and it's so cute, man. It's, it's so cute. It is an adorable uh, little yeah. bizarre I romance. Follow somebody on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah they do a regular date night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Huh. Classic. Bless them. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, they're gonna beat LA's record, and I'm not even concerned that they might not. They're just such a dominant team. Even when they have off nights, they can still get three points. Um, if somebody goes down with an injury, there's somebody on the bench who's maybe not be exactly the replacement, but a perfectly capable one, which is, as we well know, hasn't happened historically. Uh, 
things might change a little bit, but the result tends to be the same. Um, and uh, I, I will say, for the for the historian purpose, uh, LA did that with two fewer games, and half of those teams don't even exist anymore. I mean, the Metro Stars? What's that? Like, so are you saying there's an asterisk? I, you know what? I if if they if they if they get to seventy plus. I don't think you can do the asterisk. Yeah. We, but if they get 69, which is awesome, games. 69 with an asterisk is pretty good. But you know what I mean. It's like there's going to be that, there's always going to be that, well, they did it with two fewer points, and or sorry, two fewer games, and like, whatever. You know, you also got more points for a shootout win. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not, so you could put the asterisks on them as well and say it was actually probably 66. Yeah, I mean, how many games would they have tied that they ended up yeah. winning and getting uh, the two shootout wins, two shootout losses? Okay, so, so you, an extra four and you get a point so, yeah, for okay, the yeah. loss. Your two points drop was very well was, calculated. Was, yes. Then eh, I'm good at math. All right, so <laughs> not often though. Conspiracy theory <gasps> on this. Oh. So Greg Vanny was part of that 1998 oh. LA Galaxy team. Greg Fanny want his own record broken, or does he want to still? Yeah, you know, is get, it is get, it better get, get to have beast, get the Beastie Boys set up, Mark? Because sabotage. Yeah. Last game on sixty-seven points. Play the kids. Yep. You know, it's against Atlanta, the upstart. You know, and and then looking at the remaining nine games. There are a few. There's more than a. There's more than one game against a lesser light and TFC. Haven't been performing their most solid against the poor teams, tending to take their foot off the gas. So, I'm thinking they're gonna just miss the record. I'm saying 60, 67 points, maybe 66. And greatest team 67. ever. 67. How Toronto. <laughs> Oh, if it it's not 69, let it be 67. <laughs> let it be 67. Uh, can we can we sign? Can we sign? Is is? Can, will Bill? Can we change? Get Bill Manning to change his last name to Bird Um <laughs> Wow, wow! <laughs> Old timey hockey references. That's what you t- tune in for, guys. <laughs> um, greatest team ever. Well, duh, like. Really, clearly, I goes remember singing it out about Darlington being the greatest team the world has ever seen back in like the eighties and nineties. So <laughs> clearly, no. <laughs> clearly, no. No, you, it's the triggers when you say somebody else. Damn mm. it! All right, it was worth a shot. Like mm. Bradford Park Avenue. <sighs> Never actually seen them. Damn it! I'm no good at this. But uh, they are in uh, Darlington's division currently, right now. Not back in the day when I was whatever. Oh, but, yeah, that's uh, right. They yeah. wouldn't have been. Yeah, and uh, there's uh, the, the little tiny village my parents live in. You know, they're kind of semi-casual Darlington fans. There is a, a Bradford Park Avenue fan within the village, so a whole bunch of people were going to go up and watch the game, but then it got postponed, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a good story, really, but, uh, you know, something. <laughs> it's better than my usual efforts. All right. Will TFC win the Shield? Duncan. Yes. Tesh. Yes. 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 Huzzah. Done. Oh, Wooga. Oh, Wooga. Player they can least afford to lose right now down the stretch. Or really at all, but let's just say down the stretch. Duncan Fletcher. Uh, I'm going to go with Altidore. I think he, he uh, he's had a good year. He makes a lot of difference uh, when he's out there. Really? And, uh, yeah. All right. I'm only pointing to Tez because he made the face I was going to. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's, I, I need you to elaborate. 
Let's say I feel like he's fight, 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 fight. <laughs> he's a very good player. He's important. I feel like You're not supposed you, to turn we were talking, <laughs> talking you know, weeks back about hey, Javinko's not looking as good. I feel with Altidore there, it helps Javinko uh, uh, okay. be better. Yeah. It helps the team as a whole yeah. be better. You know, is he maybe sure. yep. like the best, most noticeable player out there? Perhaps not, nope. but I think he could well be the most important. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. You put Ricketts or Hamilton out there; it's really not the same. Yeah, that's that. That's a good point. Um, I I think for me, it's gonna the boring answer of Michael Bradley. It's he's the one guy that he's the one guy that when they take him out of the lineup, I'm st- I'm worried about what's gonna happen to that defense. Playing a three-five-two always leaves me worried about what the defense can do. And um, as somebody talked about earlier, Chris Mavinga likes to take his chances, and you worry that Chris Mavinga picks his. Picks the wrong game to take the wrong chance, and Bradley's not there to clean up some of those messes. So the side of the table is on crack tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there's, I mean, this is the but that's besides base, the but, point. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's right and wrong here. Um, I don't know what Kristen has, so I can't wait to turn get her to turn on me. But uh, Victor Vasquez. Um, this side of the table knows what it's talking okay, about. Okay, so like, don't we, like, mm. you know what? Every player has a possible argument to be made. I will. You, I will you hold your arguments until I get to say. Mark. I will. I will say that. But Vasquez seems to bring everybody into the game more so than any other player, and he set up. He set up everybody just about once, save for maybe a goalkeeper, uh, to give them a golden opportunity at goal. Whether they convert or not is another story. But while other players missing might. And I genuinely believe this might result in one fewer goal a game. I believe that his absence will result in one fewer goal a game. And that, to me, is too much when when we kind of need those 2-1, 3-2 victories. Like my learned colleague on this side of the table, uh, Victor Vasquez, for similar reasons, mm. yes, having, um, as, as the Chicago game showed, Having Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore not playing their best didn't mean they lost. Victor Vasquez has been the difference throughout the season in allowing TFC to break down teams that last year they would not have broken down. He is the key to additional goals in the game. He is able to get the ball to players. They look for his balls now. Take that any way you know. want. I was I like, as to, I was saying I'm it. I'm trying to not laugh at that. <laughs> I, I know, because I'm trying well, to make a valid, serious point here. You're the one who um, said about I know, I know, I know. So. But they, they, they look for that. They look for the pass from him. They know where he wants them to be to get in a position to score goals. He um, Defenses still don't seem to completely know how to handle him. And he has been, I think, without him over the next nine games, he's done. They're they're done not done as a team, but they they, they lose, struggle. They struggle. They, they struggle lose the shield, more. I think, because I think <laughs> they don't get the record. That's for sure. They certainly so, don't get the record. But. So let me get this straight. You're saying Vasquez balls are the most important as TFC quest to 69. Is, is that is that how I okay? That's, all right, fair enough. That's, fair enough. that's, that's my interpretation. Enough. Doctor Ted. Thanks to right. everyone. Come on. The doctor is Come in. On. I just wanted to make sure I had my notes yeah, right. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's no. exactly right. Perfect. Yeah, without oh. Vasquez's balls, uh, forget 69. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, to counter the Davaska's argument that... Mm. I don't see how you can, but go mm. for it. <laughs> you, uh, it was mostly the comment I don't think you can counter. Sure. Yes. You, you basically look at who can be replacing people, and you know, in this context right now without Benoit Cheru, then Tej's Michael Bradley might be the correct answer. I know. I was, who's playing that position without Cheru in there? It's Delgado and then... I, right, eh? I, I did think of that as you were saying it, but I'm still convinced of this. Yeah, um, thing. But like, if... if, if, yeah. if if uh, uh, Brad, uh, if Sheru is is healthy, but he's not, then yeah, he's, he's not. And right now, that would be a bit nervy. Mm -hmm. So, so my answer is is predicated on that uh, Sheru's injury. With, mm. with when when Sheru is playing and Bradley goes away to USMNT duty, I don't blink an eye. It's just you know Sheru's there, and you're going to get eighty five percent of it or whatever it may be. It's it's only under that. It's I worry with Sheru not there. That that's what. That's, that's the reason that's why it. I go with Bradley. Yeah, and Altador then Ricketts as a sub is a lot better than Ricketts yeah. and then Hamilton as a sub. Yeah, and uh, whereas I think you know Jay Chapman not as good as Victor Vasquez, absolutely, but I don't think the drop off is as big. So I think you are you an insane lose. lunatic um, that you don't think the drop off is as big. And I like Jay Chapman, but the quality there is no comparison. Jay Chapman may be learning and he may be progressing, but the gap, come on. And Jordan Hamilton is doing very well with TFC two right now. And oh, that's nice. Well, that's he's cute. actually scoring. Oh, I like I like TFC two. Oh, I missed. <laughs> Lucky I missed you. Um, where's the carrots? Oh, did she no. not tell you about the part where she likes to throw <laughs> shit at people? This is. A well, I didn't throw. Sorry. I didn't throw carrots at. I him. took insurance before this podcast, so we're good. He signed the waiver. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's a waiver. It's true. There is there there is there is there's time left. Mm. Um, Interesting, interesting that uh, the table disagrees so much. No, but it's it's a it speaks to the depth of this team that all four answers aren't just a year ago would have been Sebastian Giovinco, two years yeah. ago it would have been Sebastian Giovinco. The year right? before he showed up, it would have been Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can you that little five foot three Italian who's about to catch a flight over? So you know, it speaks to I think it speaks to the, the fact that there's three different answers. I mean, two right ones and then two wrong ones. But um, yeah, but not, yeah, you guys have the wrong ones. That's right. No, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Though, but that's, None of us said Jovinko. It's nice of him to admit that he's wrong. It's yeah. good. It's, 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 yeah, I like it when the guests <laughs> can admit that they're wrong. I see what you're doing. I, 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 I'm married. I do this on a regular basis. <laughs> Compromise. I mean, yeah. Calling me your podcast wife? What? <laughs> All right, moving on from this, something a little more fun. Elizabeth. <laughs> Who told you my middle name? Um, something has been, you know, this is this is coming off a, a, a listener Twitter follower suggestion. We're going to take a little quick look back at TFC's past. Cast your mind all the way back oh, to the 2007 season. Back in the day, TFC was so much fun. Mm. A little where are they now? And this week's choice... Midfielder from Milton. <gasps> five appearances all time. Five. Five wow. for Toronto FC. Joey Mello. Uh, so tell us, Kristen, like, where is Joey Mello now? Joey Mello. Yes, we do call him Mello Yellow. He is, uh, well, he was playing, he bounced around. He went to Mississauga Eagles, uh, mm. the North York Astros, which was his mm. most successful time actually he had a very good year with them 34 yeah. appearances 16 goals nice um followed by a little stop off at scar for scarborough sc you know seven goals there is a scarborough fc sc it? yes yes uh the cs yes he left the csl in the expansion franchise yes uh went to north mississauga 
Again, not too bad. Eleven Panthers. goals and eighteen appearances. Nice. Uh, which is which is very nice. And right now he's in League One Ontario with uh, Masters Football. Um, and I have no idea what they're doing right now. Where are they in the, the standings? They yes. are. Scholars. Uh, <laughs> yes. They're third in the in the Eastern Conference. That's not too. That's not too bad. Um, they play in Lemoreau Park in Scarborough. So he's back to back. He's he's, he's basically. He's he can still walk. To yeah, the he's on he's on the other side of. Uh, he's not coming back into Toronto proper. I think the TFC time scarred him a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, he's, he's skirting the... Yes, exactly. He's just leaping around. Yeah. It, back when he did play for TFC, uh, he made his professional debut on June 17th, 2007 against Mark Hinckley's FC Dallas. They were called that then. Wait, was, was that the, uh, the, the Father's Day oh, massacre? I believe the so. The 4 game? Yeah. Nice. Uh, 92nd minute substitute. So basically, ah. wave to the crowd. Hey, wave the to the people. Blow them kisses. Human victory cigar. Yes. Mm. Uh, waved uh, two years later... In 2009, mm-hmm. failed trial with the Whitecaps, ah. and uh, briefly, uh, briefly in England with uh, uh, Havent and Waterlooville. Both of them. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, then back. So that is uh, that is the tale of Joey Mello. Taste of glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Joey. We didn't mean to ruin your career because he's only 28. He's oh, only 28. Oh, this club has been the kiss of death for many, exactly. many players. Um, one last thing before we get into the Montreal preview. Uh, the Canada game. So the Canadians men team take on the team that spoiled their Gold Cup dream on September 2nd in a friendly here at BMO. Bastards. We will discuss the game in more detail next week. But some news was revealed that bears mention uh, the return of a T. Hutchinson. Hey. So yeah. a team is playing in this match. Good. Which is very exciting. I, I'm like, yay, get to see Atiba. Um, is this Atiba's farewell match? Or does this I, mean... I had not I thought know. of that. Is, is that something that's potentially out there as an option? Well, he, I haven't seen that banny about, but it's something that sort of like came to mind. You know, he hasn't played with Canada for a while. And no. after last year's failed uh, World Cup qualifying, he sort of a lot of... You know, things he was saying was very much, I have to think about my future with Canada. It's been my, you know, pride to, to, to you know, to represent the country and everything. But mm-hmm. it sounded very much like Atiba was done. And there was a, there you know, there was a certain amount of chagrin that we weren't able to do a farewell match for Atiba. Uh, I would, I hope this, that's not what this is, but, mm. you know, or... 2022, mean, like the qualifying for 2022 is still quite a way away. Yeah. Or does uh, that mean that... Interesting. Is he maybe back for this match to see how he feels uh, playing under Doc Ock? And is perhaps willing to sort of give it one last go? Just to, you know, put that out there. You look very distressed. So. Has he been called up since the uh, the managerial change has he has he played for the national team since the no. uh, the new manager not at all no, no. no. he hasn't yeah. he hasn't played since the world cup completely qualifying completely missed the gold cup yeah no. when yeah. there was would actually be a point to him no, being but the, here uh, any he friendly any friendlies leading up to it nothing. he didn't, no. he didn't not nothing, since huh? world cup qualifiers well, well, that, that lends credence to your uh, theory then it's just mm. a thought it's not a happy thought but mm. just wondering it did feel like there was talk like around the Gold Cup. Oh, it seems I've got a, a young team now. It's, it's uh, moving on, and the future's going to be, huh? 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. This is the first time I've really uh, sort of thought about this option. Well. I don't pay attention enough these that's, days. That's, that's what huh. I'm here for. Well, then. Mm -hmm. I'm so, well, it, it, he is confirmed to yes. play? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Canada's, can, yeah, the CSA has announced it. So did, did his club do a video of him coming from Bishtikas? I don't that's know. That's a terrible reference. Well, that was really bad. It's a stretch, too. Come no, to Bastikas. No. There's this, this bad oh. announcement videos for their new signings where they'd show one player on the phone, hello, hello, this is so-and-so. Hey, come to Bastikas. Okay, and then there's bad video effect. Ah. It was, it was so done, bad. They've done this more than once? Yeah. Yes. Oh. They did like two or three of them, I think. They oh. were terrible, but they're <laughs> awesome at the same time. <laughs> oh. ah, but it was a, mine was a terrible reference, so eh, I, I tried. We'll see. They got all the TSC kids called up too, don't they? Edwards, Chapman, and uh, Osorio. So this might be kind um, of yes, and toss as well. And toss, yeah. So yeah. might be kind of a, a way for Atiba to pass the torch officially, and it's in Toronto. And now uh, you've got me distressed. Speaking of random yeah. Canada matches in hey, oh, in October, hey, oh, hey, oh, um, yeah. Canada's playing El Salvador. On October eighth at BBVA Compass Stadium oh, in Houston. Yeah. Houston. Okay. I, I, I. Yeah, I don't know enough Spanish, but I understand all that. I guess they wanted to have a game for like get the the local El Salvadorans out and needed somebody to play against. Uh, or uh, it's for all the local Canadians there. Dwayne Rosario yeah. influence in Houston. Yeah, of course, it's you, you can't measure Huge. that shit. Yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. It's uh, so many kids in Houston. So many like, Houston kids. Nothing to do with Canada, but they, they've grown up wearing. <laughs> Canada kids following Canada and just desperate for a chance to go and support them. And and it's just us. And Adrian Serio, he was in Houston as yes, well. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Oh, Adrian. Mm. Oh, Serio. Up on this week's show is our look ahead to this week's match against the Cheesemakers. I feel like we've missed something, but eh. it's all good. What did we miss? The Philadelphia game, but you know, hey, we, we, what are we gonna do? Oh, they won. No, no, no. I edited it. Oh, okay, fine. all right. Yeah, thanks, Mac. That that's a good that's, recap. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yes. That goal from Sebastian Javinko. <laughs> Josie Altidar. From that pass from. Victor Vasquez. <laughs> or any one Jordan of his suitable Hamilton. replacements. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This Sunday is the first of three games against the Cheesemakers over the next six weeks, including our final home game of the season. Uh, the Nacho men are feeling good after their recent four-game win streak, and it's brought them above the red line. They have dreams of playoff glory. Uh, yeah. That the teams have not met since the Eastern Conference final. <sighs> mm, such, good a great, times. such a great night last season 
is another one of the MLS scheduling gods jokes, I, yeah. I think. Uh -huh. you know? And I get that this is to whatever. I, I, I want to, I would like to believe that they're doing this on purpose in order to like heighten the, the emotion and the intensity down the stretch. I just think they're lazy. Um, yeah. But both are plausible. Yes, it does mean that TFC fans get three games with added emotional stress um, down the stretch, which which can be good and bad. Um, this weekend's game is the only one that takes place at Saputo. The next two are here at BMO Field. Um, you know, and yes, there is always an added layer of animosity, emotion, stress, whatever, when we play the impact just because, well, it's Montreal. Mm. And, you know, things happen. Playoff sometimes losses. They sometimes mm. they do. Mm. Playoff wins. It's good times. Um, yeah, so Montreal are on this little hot streak of theirs. and Which I've got to say is really nice because TFC play well against good teams. Exactly. And they play shit against the bad teams. So congratulations, Montreal. You played yourself. You've played right into our hands. <laughs> <laughs> this is the coolest dude ever. Beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Romance going on on the other side of the table. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's got all the terminology down. I'm yeah. like, no, it's like we're watching, listening to a rap album right now. Listen, Duncan. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. Duncan's so street. Yeah, he's so street. He's we covered so this. So yeah. street. Yeah. Yeah, JD. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long held uh, belief on the Vocal Minority podcast. Yeah, he's only got 98 problems. <laughs> so. Mm. Anyway. So close. So close. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, I will. I don't think any of us are making the trip this year to uh, Montreal. No. Eh. All right. I usually go. I'm not going, and I'm sad about it. This is my first uh, Montreal away game that I've missed since Montreal's come into the to MLS, actually. Oh. So I'm rather saddened by that. Mm -hmm. No Montreal away. No, no away days no. for me this year. I did the Olympic Stadium game last year, and I can pay me again to go. <laughs> Because Olympic uh -huh. Stadium is awful, Brutal. awful place Brutal, yeah. to watch soccer. It's the one that hate the place. Yes, I've oh. been there more than once. I keep going back. Um, at least at Saputo, it's a much better sort of stadium experience, even if they make us climb that awful tower to get to our seats. Straight up staircase. I feel spiral. like it's, it's a long way up to the top of the well. It's, a, it's, a, it's at the top of the stand. Yes. I don't really feel like it's particularly long or tower-like. Feels like a tower. It's very enclosed. You spiral around to get up. All right. I don't remember that, but sure. Let me have this, Duncan. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. Owned. Thank uh -huh. you. I know. Right. I know. Right. Right. Anyway, all right. For this one, um, you know, we will have had the midweek game against the Union. Where, as we discussed last week, I think we're expecting Vanny to have rested players. This one, again, what whoever is healthy out of the best eleven absolutely is going to play because it's uh they are well one i guess a playoff rival right now since they're above the line but it's montreal and tfc always want to beat montreal player to watch in this one from the montreal impact since i didn't make that clear dr tej uh simple answer piotti for me uh, having seen him carve up Montreal twice, or Toronto, sorry, twice. I, I, I still feel like he brings his best game out. I watch him against other teams, and you're like, he's not what he once was, and once was is like 18 months. But 
against Toronto. He scored he's, four goals just the, this last week. Well, they, yeah, so okay. He's, he's rounding into form just at the right time. There you go, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, for me, it's Piotti. It, it's going to be imperative for whichever three Vanny picks in the back to make sure he gets shut down. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel Drew Moore 1v1 versus Piotti is hugely in Piotti's favor, so they're going to have to get him some help over from either Mavinga or Zavaleta. And does that mean that somebody else, um, you know, Dominic Aduro and his funky hairstyle, if we see Rainbow start streaking down the sidelines, I'm going to start getting worried here. But it's going to be important for Toronto to at least be able to shut down Piotti 1v1 so that they're not having to spread that defense thin. Uh, I Piotti is the obvious and correct answer. Um, I will also throw out uh, Anthony Jackson Hamill to uh, score again at the weekend. He's been doing quite well as a, a substitute. You need to see various stats put out there. He's got more goals plus assists combined per 90 minutes than anybody in MLS this year. So he's essentially uh, this year's version of uh, 2016 Tosin Ricketts. So it could be dangerous. Piatti, uh, not only because he's class, but because he's only got eight or nine more games left, you guys. So let's cheers him. Before he's gone, yeah, good uh, point. We're gonna good we're point. gonna miss him. Mm-hmm. I'm such a fan of his. Uh, wrong shirt and all, but I'm I'm such a. He's excellent. So. And he will screw up your night. Yeah. Yep. So I decided to shy away from the obvious Piatti answer. Thank you, Kristen. And mm-hmm. go with Anthony Jackson Hamel for right. many reasons that Duncan just laid out. Um, in that he has been he has been that spark for the team. He has been playing very well of late. And I do think everyone focuses on Piatti and sort of that's that's ever that's sort of the you know, I'm not saying all teams do, but that's always the talk. And yes, Piatti's very good. It's it's hard not to focus on him and he's done some damage um, to Toronto in the past, but I think that uh, Jackson Hamala is definitely one to be aware of. He's gonna come on with fresh legs late in the game or later in a game and you know, TFC's defense a little more tired, perhaps, uh, depending on who's on the wings, can do some serious damage. And I think that's the player they need to be aware of. Fair enough. Before he comes on, that Jamali dude. If everyone's oh, paying attention yeah. to Piatti, he's a, a good other creative player in midfield there who can cause problems. I like this. All right. We've talked about the impact's recent success. So are they really competition right now? Or is this just a, a little bump? Are they just on a wee hot streak? Or is this something that, you know, do the other Eastern Conference teams, not just TFC, need to be like, oh, fuck. Montreal is, like, suddenly in form. Um, yeah, I, I would suggest they are a very serious uh, MLS Cup, Eastern Conference, whatever uh, contender, yes. More so than Chicago. I was talking about, yeah, they seem like they kind of tailing off a bit and I was never really all that convinced it's like yeah I was very surprised that Montreal was doing as poorly as they were but now they seem to be getting it going a bit uh, they're clearly not going to keep winning every single game but I think they'll uh, do very well uh, again and probably make it to you know, I could see them in the Eastern Conference final again at least you look at the names on this roster Simon Donadell, Bernier Dimelli, Piatti, Piet, Romero, Jackson, Hamel, Mancuso, Oduro. And you feel like they've underperformed all year. Mm. You know, you look at their, look where their table standing is. So I, I think a team with that many class players won't be limping in the whole time. And 
if they get into the playoffs, I uh, I think they're they're right below New York City as being the threat to Toronto. Probably ahead of Chicago, uh, definitely. So, yeah, they're a threat to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm, I'm not sure how the uh, seedings work out because they, would they have to play Toronto? They wouldn't get to Toronto all the way until the Eastern Conference, right? If we uh, if until we the win, final. It, yeah. Well, so what depends where they end up in the table? Yeah, yeah. and what's yeah. interesting right now is thank you to uneven MLS scheduling gods. Um, so Montreal's got a couple games in hand on the team ahead of them, which is Columbus. Mm. But Atlanta, again, scheduling gods. Atlanta have only played 22 games. Wow. They are a point behind Montreal. Yeah. Mm. And a point. Team, I think, is a serious. So uh, conspiracy threat. theory, Kristen. Final game of the season for Toronto is it? against Atlanta in Atlanta. Yes, it is. And uh, Montreal and Atlanta are tied for that final, or at least going into Toronto it. Toronto throws the game. Toronto throws the game. If you see Mo Babuli in the starting 11, you know that TFC is, <laughs> is throwing that game. If you see the ref from 21 Thunder roughing the game, yeah. run and hide. Toronto has 67 points. But Montreal... Getting, trying to but get two-point result. But Montreal needs the win to make the playoffs. What do you go for there? They're going to Queen's Park Ranger it and throw it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still say. Controversial. Yes. Controversial. Well, well, once QPR. Sour, you might say. Yeah. It's it's super bitter. I mean, once QPR found out that they could not be relegated in that game, they just took their foot off the pedal and City scored two and won the title and United lost it. And I was swearing at the TV. Been there, so yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. All right, that is exactly what's going to happen. But other than that, Mark, what uh, is your? Yeah, what did you mean the most glorious finish to a title race? Yeah, ever. no, it was, dude. I'm, you'll never see that again. Like you'll never see that again in sports because that was absolutely mental, and I loved it. I loved it, even though my team was the recipient of the second place for that. It was still amazing. So, regardless, we're talking like Harchester United levels of conspiracy here, huh? Only uh, because of conspiracy. Well, I mean, <laughs> QPR can do that. And they could not go. No, any I mean for Toronto, than... Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's going to sure, be why not? managers totally with kidnapped children, buses with bombs on them. Yeah. Toronto's going to have to throw this game. No. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would lull. I would that... lull quite loudly. That escalated quickly. Kidnap Eric Zaffaletta, like two birds with one stone. The dragon's he's dead. Out, he's out of the team, yeah. and Greg Vanny's got family under threat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> My nephew. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Um, the Vocal Minority Podcast does not endorse nor support <laughs> the kidnapping of Eric Zaffaletta. your worst, okay. <laughs> But True. Cooper, have at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, to bring it back to the initial question. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, it's more competition than Hot Streak, uh, much like it's already been suggested that uh, their perform their poor form was more of them underachieving rather than them getting hot right now. So yeah, Montreal should be better than they are, and they're kind of making up for lost time right now. I know, so. just at the exact right time. Yay! Good timing. Yes, yeah, awesome. Good timing, bro. So excited. All right, predictions for this game. Uh, the Montreal game, right? Yes, uh, in uh, Montreal. Yes, on two, Sunday. Two one two Toronto. Hmm. One nothing Toronto. Hooray! Oh, uh, two nil Toronto. Uh, uh, Montreal is playing well enough that Toronto won't Colorado it. So mm-hmm. and, and just mm-hmm. yeah. snatch a draw from the jaws of victory. So yeah, they're, they're 
They're gonna get. They're gonna get the three points. I also I went with a, a two-one win for Toronto. Uh, Piatti no, 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 will get a goal, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone will be exuberant. And then uh, the bell will ring. The bell will ring. It will stop ringing. And then it will stop. Yes. yes. Ring my bell. Uh, and then uh, I think uh, Altador and uh, Seba likes to score against Montreal. I'll give mm-hmm. Altador and Seba goals. It's been right. a while. They need some goals. I know Seba scored the other day, but still. Although that was a lovely ball from Toss, I have to say, that he was did good. the right thing. Yes. He really did. I, I was, I was, I was very, I was very proud of him. I was like, "Good job, yes, good for good recognition. Thank you for not taking that shot yep. as much as I love you and want you to score goals. Thank you for not." Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that has been our show for this week. Thank you to Mr. Tej from Waking the Red for joining us. Thank you for having me so much, everybody. You're very welcome. Thank you for oh, welcome. Thank you. And thank you for bringing his beer. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I never travel without it. It's good to know. <laughs> the, the, ma- the magical cooler is always in Tej's car. It's fantastic. All right. Come back next week when we review both the Union and the Cheesemaker matches. Look ahead to Canada versus Jamaica and more. I have been joined by two of the three usual panelists. I always sound so awkward when I say it, but it's the only mathematically correct way I know how to do it right now. So, uh, to be found on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hola. To be found on the Tweet Machine. Tomorrow? Yeah, that's the yes. guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. At uh, Kittner Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. That time I heard it. I definitely heard it, and I heard it was from Duncan. Mm. I think you're imagining it's things. Weird. Yeah. No, usually, no one else usually heard it. Usually I hear it, and nobody else hears it. It's so weird. Yeah, no, I think you're hearing things still. But I did just like, are you going to say hello to the people? No. All right. That's, that's yeah, good. Wow. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. All <laughs> right. All right, Ice. Uh, and again, our guest, Mr. Taj Sahoda, uh, Bodakal on the Twitters. And you can follow his writings on Waking the Red. Um, thank you again for joining us. Pleasure. And then as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at Casey Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Toronto, get used to it. It's not much different than if Tony was here anyway. So. Yeah. We're like five-year-olds. That's true. But, yeah. yeah, I've heard that a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Kristen? Hmm? I'm sure he'd love a good duty joke. Oh, I love a great... Oh, that was... Oh. I have to say, I am, I am very impressed by the magicness of the cooler, considering there is like full-on ice in there. I packed at 12 o'clock this morning, or afternoon, whatever that is. That's... Well, either noon? midnight noon. or noon. noon. Yeah, I was like, that's what, that's what I'm you like, really? Calling you it? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> 12 o'clock. That time's, 100 hours. <laughs> that time's lit as fuck. There it is. <laughs>
just like and being that, there. Now, yeah. I, now I kind of want to actually <laughs> do, like, do with a whole completely different menu. microphone, <laughs> <laughs> just like, like different volume. Like, oh yeah, that game was really good. I was very happy with a two nil scoreline. Wow, what the, smooth edit, Mark. Well done. <laughs> And then as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at Casey Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Toronto, get used to it. It was more X-Clan than it was Ice-T, but yeah. Oh, large professor. There you go. Love me some X-Clan. Still not as cool as me, Mac. Yeah, yeah apparently. Yes. Duncan's like dropping True. knowledge. I'm streeter than you are. Yes, you are streeter. streeter yeah. I'm streetier. You're, you're streetier. Much streetier. Street yeah. profits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>